Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. A reading from the book of Joshua, second chapter. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent out from Shechem two men as spies. Go look over the land. Check out Jericho. They left and arrived at the house of a harlot named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, We've just learned that men arrived tonight to spy out the land. There are people from the there from the people of Israel. The king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you to stay the night in your house. They are spies, they've come to spy out the whole country. The woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, two men did come to me, but I didn't know where they come from. At dark, when the gate was shut, was about to be shut, the men left, but I have no idea where they went. Hurry up, chase them. You can, you can still, still catch, catch them. them. She, she actually, she had actually taken them up the roof and hid them under the stalks of flax that they were spread out on, out on her roof. So the men gave chase down the Jordan Road towards the fjords. As soon as they were gone, the gate was shut. Before the spies were down for the night, the woman came up to them on the roof and said, I know that God has given you the land. We are all afraid. Everyone in the country feels hopeless. We heard how God dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you, before you when you had left Egypt, and when did, and what he did to the two Amorite kings east of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you put under a holy curse and destroyed. We heard it, and our hearts sank. We all had the wind knocked out of us, and all because of you, you and God, your God, God of heavens above the God of earth below. Now promise me by God, I showed you mercy. Now show my family mercy and give me some tangible proof, a guarantee of life for my father and my mother, my brothers and sisters, everyone connected with my family. Save our souls from death. Our lives for yours, said the men, but don't tell anyone our business when God turns this land over to us. We'll do right by you in loyal mercy. The word of God. So we are talking about heroes of the faith. Heroes grab our attention and they inspire us. They are noble and brave and they accomplish amazing things. They give themselves for others and they change the world. Heroes of the faith are faithful. And they don't personally have superpower, but they cooperate with the real superpower of God. And then God does amazing, great things through them. This week, we are talking about Rahab. She is someone we learn about from the Old Testament. Now, remember, the people of God had been slaves in Egypt. God rose up a hero, Moses, who led the people to set them free. God parted the Red Sea, and then they wandered the desert for 40 years. The desert was not a great place to live. They needed a place to live. And Moses grew old and died, and Joshua was now the leader, and finally it was time to enter the promised land, Canaan. But there were people there already. 
And so they arrived at the Jordan River, ready to cross into Canaan. And Joshua sent two, two spies out to find out what things were like. They had never been here before. And there was Jericho, the walled city of Jericho. Archaeologists tell us that Jericho has been occupied at least 10,000 years. It is perhaps um, the oldest city in the world. Um, it is the oldest known walled city. So when this band of escaped slaves arrived, Jericho had already been there thousands of years. And maybe it looked like this. Archaeologists say the walls were about 13 feet high, 6 feet wide, and they were built on top of an embankment. And here are these Israelites, this poor outcast group, wandering the desert, probably, you know, not resource heavy. They didn't have a lot. They were poor, impoverished. And those people who lived at Jericho, they were probably not poor or impoverished. But God said the land would be given to the Israelites, who did not have a strong army, did not have powerful weapons. It would happen by God's power. Now Rahab lived in Jericho. We're told she kept an inn and was a harlot. In Hebrew, the word is Isha Zonah, which literally means a prostitute woman. Now, some of you are keyed in. You know that idol worship was happening and that there were um, ritual prostitutes. But the Hebrew word for that is Kedessa. So she was probably, you know, a working woman. So she had two sources of income, prostitution and keeping an inn. In my mind, that sounds a lot like, you know, a madame running a brothel. Scripture scholars tell us it was probably more like indentured servitude to help pay off family debts. And so while she was running a business, um, she didn't maybe have a lot of choice in that. Maybe she was poor and impoverished, just like this wandering band of escaped slaves. And then who knocks on her door but these two men from this group of people she had heard about? Everyone had heard about it. God had dried up the waters of the Red Sea. Not normal. That's pretty amazing. And everyone had heard about it. And then, then this this wandering band had gone up against the kings of Sihon and the kings of Og, and they won. That could only have happened if God had been helping them by the power of God. And everyone could feel it. We're told that they were hopeless because this wandering band of escaped slaves was coming to Jericho. They could sense what was going to happen. Rahab knew that this God who was with the Israelites was the true God, the God with power. I wonder what that must have been like for Rahab, because she had spent her whole life worshiping an idol. You know, she had probably been told, you know, this is how it works. You go to the temple, you make sacrifice, you 
you do what the idol demands, you please the idol, and then maybe the idol will do something back to you. You know, you please God, and then God does what you want. That's what she'd been told her whole life. And now here she is hearing about a different God, this God of Israel, who was a God of these escaped slaves. How much could they have really offered God in sacrifice? And she'd heard that they didn't even give their children. How much could they really have done? And then this God freed them from slavery. Freed them from slavery and walked with them, dried up the waters of the Red Sea, defended them in battle. This God was saving them not because they gave enough, because they sacrificed enough. God saved them because they needed saving. Because they needed saving. And then suddenly, deep in her bones, she just knew. She just knew that this God of the Israelites was a real God, the real God. God of the heavens above and God of the earth below. She read the evidence. She read the evidence. She heard the powerful stories, the stories of God's power, and then she paid attention to her own feelings and the feelings of those around her, and she knew the truth. And that truth gave her bravery. It gave her nobility to accomplish great things. And then there came a knock on the door. Two men who followed this God that she never expected to see. And then she got to be part of God's plan. She was faithful to a God she barely even knew. She was brave and she was bold. She hid the spies up on the roof, gave the king of Jericho a, you know, story to keep him occupied. She helped him escape. What a risk she took where she put her faith. It took enormous bravery. But she felt that truth in her, God, in her gut that God was God. Maybe you have felt that in your gut, that part of you who knows God without ever being told. Rahab knew God. She helped him escape. She negotiated for her family, for her parents, for her brothers and her sisters, and they told her to tie a crimson cord from the window so that everyone in Israel would know. And that's what she did. The people of God came back. God collapsed the walls. You can read about it in Joshua chapter 6. The walls, they came a-tumbling down. And Rahab and her family were welcomed into this new nation of Israel. She joined this wandering band of escaped slaves, these impoverished outcasts who knew who God was and who followed God. Rahab was brave and faithful and bold, and her confidence came from the power and the faithfulness of God, and it made her bold. Many, many others 
have been filled by confidence in God that gave them bravery and boldness. And one of them is Corey Ten Boom. Is anyone Dutch or speaks Dutch? So you can't tell me if I said her name right. We're going to call her Corey Ten Boom, because <laughs> that's how it looks in English. She was a Dutch watchmaker and a Christian. She must have been pretty intelligent, because in 1922, her family was watchmakers. She became the first female licensed watchmaker in Holland. And then in 1940, the Nazis arrived and invaded and occupied Holland. She was a devout reader of scripture. And she knew that the Jews were the people of God, the chosen people of God. And one day, when a Jewish woman knocked on her door, she said, in this household, God's people are always welcome. And so she took that Jewish woman into her home and hid her. And her family got involved. They actually built a secret room in their house. They got involved in the Dutch resistance. They smuggled Jews to safe places. It's estimated that they saved about 800 people. And then her family was arrested. The Gestapo was on to them. She and her family were arrested and sent to a concentration camp. Her father died pretty quickly. Her sister got sick. And as her health declined, her sister said, there is no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. Twelve days after her sister died, Corey was released. And the release was puzzling. Later on, she was told that she was actually released due to a clerical error, and a week later, all the women in her age group were sent to the gas chambers. After the war, she wrote a book called The Hiding Place and went about speaking, telling people about this amazing experience of God being with her through such dark, dark times, and about how about how her faith in God made her brave, gave her bravery, gave her boldness, and that we now can name her as a hero in the faith. She was a disciple of Jesus the Christ. In Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, Ahab was an ancestor of Jesus the Christ. They discerned the truth about God, and they trusted in that truth truth, and it made them brave, and it made them bold. And then when they each heard a knock on their door, that bravery and that boldness made them heroes. Trusting God like that will do the same thing for you. It will give you bravery. It will give you boldness might even make you heroic when someone comes and knocks on your door. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNY United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, 
Go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.